after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. <laughs> he is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Further review. I'm here with Frank Bashner and myself, Derek Lawson. And on the phone lines, we have John Vandevacay here. And uh, John, welcome back to the show. You were on a couple of weeks ago. Everyone liked the interview. We even did the replay last week when Frank had to go out of town for some wedding shenanigans. And uh, once again, welcome back to the show. We talk a little NBA basketball with John Vandevacay. Hey, I just want to tell you, Derek, it's great to be back. And I, Frank called me. And, and begged me to come back on a second time. And I told him, I said, what I told him, I said, you know, when I go to that Rolex and I get that gold Rolex, it was a gift to be a, a participant on the show, that you're going to have to get some diamonds if I come on the second time. So uh, I, I said, absolutely no problem, Frank and Derek, I'll be on. So, yeah, you know, Lakers. By the way, John, as, by the way, John. Yeah. Frank is wearing a Lakers hat. Oh, he's always like that. The, the team that wins, you know, a big game, <laughs> the, ne- the next day he'll show up with either a shirt or a hat uh, or something regarding that team. You know, I, I, I think they call that, you know, in the, back in my day, like a wagoneer. You know, you jump it on the wagon of these teams. Mm-hmm. I don't a know chair, what they a call chair, it. A Jeep Wagoneer almost, you know. Yeah, a Jeep Wagoneer. Yeah, I don't know what they call it today. You know, Jordan, Jordan Boland said the same thing. They know you, Frank. You over there putting on that Laker hat on. It's a crispy hat, though, Frank. Yeah. You know what? Frank's got probably every hat there is, so he just changes them out, whoever wins the big game. But, well, you know what? But you know what? You he, know is, what? His tried, he is tried and true to Michigan State, though. I'll give him that. Absolutely. You know what? You're exact. He's got scarves, hats, you name it. He's a true Sparty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, we'll we'll give him that. But this this Laker stuff, I don't know where it came out of. I think he went to L.A. or something and ordered that. It was a nice looking hat. I saw it the other day, too. You know, after they dang. won Game One. Dang, really? You but, saw Frank? Okay. Yeah, nice. I saw the Laker hat. Yeah, okay. but I tell you, I tell you, Derek, this this series is, you know kind of working out like you know everybody thought it was it's you know the only thing that miami had going into it was their depth their bench might have you know might have been able to help them to compete with the lakers and with Mm -hmm. uh dragic and uh, bam going out first game uh boy it's it's just an uphill battle and as a coach I don't care if it's CYOAU, high school, college, pro. You know when you can only do so much that the other team is better. And I think that's what Spolster is in uh, the predicament. He's just, you know, he's trying different things, playing the zone to keep Davis outside, doing this, switching different guys on LeBron or uh, Davis. 
And it, whatever he's trying to do, it's trying to get his team obviously in the game. But it's it's they're just they're bigger, they're more experienced, and if they're hitting their shots when they're doubling on LeBron and the door, the game's over with. Game set, man. I'd be I'd be surprised if the Heat can win a game in this series. Yeah, I really would. They were pretty much they were pretty much overmatched before the the series even started. But then we're yeah. losing pretty much Goran Dragic to tearing his plantar fasciitis. It's not just a it's not just the sore because usually when it's sore, it even hurts even more. Yeah. Hurt. It's like it's like needles through your foot. And then Bam Adebayo has basically two separate injuries by the shoulder area. It's it's yeah. tough. And you got the two best players pretty much in the league. The two two out of the top five best players in the league, even though. The Lakers almost trying to give it away with some of their supporting cast. It's just just too much for Jimmy Butler. And you're right. I, hopefully the Heat can win one game. I thought they at least win two at full strength. But now that they're not full strength, it looks like that great playoffs, great bubble games, and then the finals go out with a whimper. Yeah, you know it's. Uh, I I think everybody kind of you know as the playoffs started down there in the bubble. Um, they were kind of like Clippers Lakers match up that West final would most likely be determined who would uh, win the championship. And then obviously the Lakers uh, or Clippers collapse and it just paved the way for the Lakers to, uh, you know, win it all here. So, uh, but you never know, you know, Hey, one of the big two goes down with an injury or it could change the course of the whole series. But I just, uh, everything stays the way it is. It's, uh, it's going to be over soon. Well, yeah, it can be as over as soon as the the sixth <laughs> of, yeah. of of uh, October, and that kind of stinks. That'll be on a Tuesday. Uh, yeah. But but overall, I, I, I'm just looking at this, and it just amazes me. LeBron James going to ten NBA Finals. He pretty much went to every single NBA Finals in the last decade, except last year because the Lakers missed the actual playoffs altogether, but from 2011 to 2018, he was in every single NBA Finals. And then in 2010, 09-10 be, be exact, the Lakers won this. So just talk a little bit about how impressive it is or how LeBron has been able to take teams all the way to the final. It's like, it's like he always can pencil in he's going to be playing basketball in June. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, now that's, October. That's, that, yeah. That's part of his greatness. And, you know, the, the comparisons with him and Michael Jordan, uh, you know, it, when LeBron's all done, I, I was thinking about this last night watching the game. This will be his, what, fourth championship? Okay. Yes, he'll be four out of six. He, he's 35 years old. He could win one or two more. Jordan's got, what, six? Yes. Yeah. And and uh, he could possibly tie Jordan. Now, you know, people are, you know, the argument's going to go on who's the greatest of all time. You look at LeBron, you know, when he, he won it with the Heat. You know, he had uh, he had Bosh, he had Wade, you know, the big three down there. And then with Cleveland, he, him and Kyrie. And, uh, Love. You know, you know, Kyrie... Is so good, and he doesn't even need a coach. That's how good a player he is. <laughs> yeah, we'll um, talk about that a little so, later. So, so uh, you know, so LeBron, you know, he's he's kind of, you know, now he's got AD, 
but it truly, you know, how can you argue, you know, that he potentially, I mean, he's in the top five players all time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm from that Jordan era. I kind of, you know, think, you know, that Jordan's got a little slight edge as the greatest of all time, but boy, what a, what a great run, 10 championships in what, 16 years he's played. It just tells you about his greatness, and he's just, uh, you know, he's such a physical specimen, and he's added that jump shot. He's added to other parts of his game. And, you know, he's just great hard worker, like all the great ones. Uh, they're all hard workers, and uh, um, he's just a great uh, leader for his team. Yeah, that that is pretty crazy. So in game one, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this. He had 33 points in 39 minutes. Anthony Davis, I believe, had 32 points as the Lakers ended up winning 124 to 114 in the in the first game. And uh, actually, no, that was le- the night before. That was sorry, last night. Last, night, yeah. night. last night. Um, yeah. yeah. But the first game, I believe. Uh, AD had 36 points. I'll look it up. 36 or 34 points. Now the question comes in, if they were to go on this pace, who's the finals MVP? AD or <laughs> LeBron? That's a, that, that's, a, that's a great, great question. Uh, maybe they could have co-MVPs. Uh, I, don't, but, I don't think uh, they can do that anymore. They, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just saying. But, yeah. you know, I, I would think, you know, I mean um, – AD boy, you know, he, he's really, really, I mean, he's really come on. Uh, I would give him kind of a slight edge now, but boy, it's hard to argue against, you know, against each other. They're both great players. And I guess these last two games, we'll figure it out. But both of them, you know, I, I was telling Frank, I don't know, a month or two past. I, and I said, my good friend, Monty Mathis, who coached in Dallas, uh, at the time that they beat the um, Heat in 11 in the finals. And it was Dirk Nowitzki and Jason Kidd and the rest of the team, you know. I mean, uh, Sean, really, Mar- Sean Marion. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And Jason and Terry was, was on that team. Yeah. If you remember that series, though, Dirk just played out of his mind. And we used to talk about in basketball, like, very few sports, the power of one person seems so much better. And when you got one guy propelling, you know, your team against, you know, Wade, Bosch, and, and James, now you got James and, and and Davis on the same team, and you can put a few guys around, and, boy, you uh, that's hard to, hard to beat them. And... Uh, that's what's happening. You know, they got two players just better than any Heat player. And, and uh, you know, Jimmy Butler's a really good player, but he's just not that caliber. No, I could have told you that when he, when he was in Chicago. I mean, I remember that series yeah. against the Celtics when Rondo, who I think has really been the X factor oh. through this playoffs with them, when he was in Chicago and he helped the Bulls, I think they were like the eighth seed playing the number one seed with Isaiah Thomas and the Celtics that uh-huh. one year. And he helped them get to a 2-0 lead. But then once Rondo got hurt, Jimmy couldn't even muster up to win at least one more game for the Bulls. I knew he's not – he's a star, and he can be known or an all-star, but he's not really a superstar on the level of a LeBron James. Well, did you see Rondo's stats last night? 16-10 and 10 off the bench. I mean, they're getting 
unbelievable production out of him, you know, coming off the bench and, uh, you know, he's a leader and, uh, you know, he's just, it, there's, there's something to be said for him and you're right on Derek. Uh, he's been a huge X factor, uh, for the Lakers in this uh, playoff run. Yeah, and a lot of people basically don't give him any credit, which is kind of strange. It's like some people are saying, well, it's Dwight Howard, and it's like, mm, no, it's it's Rondo. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, you know, Rondo's kind of got, after he left the Celtics, he's kind of got a little bad rap with some, said some attitude and, you know. Well, he was kicked uh, other, off a team during the playoffs yeah, with the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's uh, – um, He's, he's had some issues with that, but seems like, you know, he's kind of refocused re, as, as the attitude and, uh, you know, uh, his, he's just playing great. His his game one stats was this. He was hit seven points. He Player efficiency was plus 11. Only had yeah. one personal wow. foul, had four assists. That was in game one. And I, mean, I think in the clincher against Denver, he had a really good game as well. On Friday with the Lakers winning. Now, let's see here. Uh, by the way, the Lakers shot 47 threes, which is kind of cra- <laughs> crazy. I think they were like 16 of 47 for, from three-point range. Um, with Rondo last night, or on Friday night, he had, he was plus seven in player efficiency. He had four rebounds, 10 assists, and 16 points. Yeah, that's what I said. I mean, the, the production that... They they got out of him last night. I mean, sixteen and ten off the bench is just simply a you know a remarkable on his part. And, you know and that's what it takes. I mean, that's that's what propelled the Heat. I thought, and we talked about it on the last show, propelled the Heat to get to where they were. And, you know, their hero and and Iguodala and Duncan uh, Robinson, Kelly o, yeah, Kelly Olynyk were mm-hmm. coming off the bench. And giving them, you know, great. I mean, Olenek had 24 last night, mm-hmm. um, you know, which helped. But you know, I mean, it's, it's too little, too late. But those type of numbers in the bench, those are big, big differences in the game. And you know, if the regular starters play their game, but uh, yeah, Rondo, excellent uh, pointing out uh, how well he's playing. No question about it. Yeah, and then also I, I, I've been looking at this. Um... He was three or four from three point range. They've been leaving him open, and I, I don't blame him because Rondo has been known not to be able to shoot yeah. through his whole career. But it looks like he's been working on his shot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, game one there. You know, you, the Heat just Spolster is a wonderful coach. I mm-hmm. mean, he does a great job with player development and the like, and this has been very consistent over there. But there's only so much, you know. A coach can do and so much players can do and he's you can see he's grasping for straws he's trying to you know work different angles but it's just it, he, when you got players like davis and lebron and should do you uh, think the zone they should stay with the zone and maybe change it up and go to man-to-man and just say we're gonna well, let ad I, I, and them yeah, beat us let them yeah. be let them get points but we'll shut everybody else down yeah and we talked about that in the last show that you you know that's how you kind of keep Davis outside a little bit, but it's, you know, it's when those other guys are hitting their shots, you know, when you're collapsing the zone, shading the zone towards, uh, 
you know, uh, you know, certain players, Davis or LeBron, and you know, those other guys are wide open. They're hitting their shots. Then you're in trouble. Oh yeah. There's nothing you can, there's nothing you can do. And the Lakers, but then again, the Lakers almost doors. I love listening. I actually had to go to work uh, at, at midnight, so I didn't get to really see the game. But I was listening to it on the radio, and Doris Burke was saying, "Look, guys," <laughs> and Frank Vogel actually did some good coaching last night when he needed to call a timeout late in the game. I think it was like four minutes to go, and the Lakers were uh-huh. almost about to blow the game because Caruso and Kuzma and uh, Caldwell Pope were just jacking up shots and they you know they you know the, the the heat never could get it down past 9 but the Lakers would get it up to 16 maybe 18 points but then you know the heat could go on a 9-0 run because Caldwell Pope and Caruso and whoever else just started jacking shots toward the late of the game and yeah. you know Doris yeah. Burke was like look they need to call a timeout and be like, look if, if anyone shooting the ball in this last 4 minutes it's only going to be AD and LeBron and sure enough yeah. Frank yeah. called that timeout and at the end LeBron took him home yeah, and that's yeah. the difference. You know, you know, Vogel's been, you know, he's a Patino guy. You know, he started with Rick Patino, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's a he's kind of more of a defensive coach, and he's you know he's got Jason Kidd on his staff, and you know he he's really impressed uh, defense with those guys, and uh, you know they they bought into his system. He was a solid coach in Indiana, and. Uh, you know, good for him. He's had the opportunity to, cut, you know, win a championship here. It looks like, and he's he's done a good job. He's, you know, it's not easy coaching those guys, obviously. And, <laughs> no, not the pros. You know, um, I mean, you can see from Kyrie Irving, he doesn't even want to coach. So, mm. I guess he didn't. I guess he didn't read that book. You know, about ten thousand hours. You know. Well, I so, want we'll get into that. I'll answer you this one question yeah. first before we get into that. Yeah. So, can you explain to Frank? That in the pros, no lead is safe. He doesn't like the fact that the games get up to 30 points and then somehow they blow the leads. And I have to explain to Frank, this isn't like high school or college. This is professional basketball players. Teams are going to go on runs. You know, it's not that you're trying to play a lack of defense. It's just that if a professional gets hot, you're not stopping them. Yeah, you got too many skilled players. Every guy on the floor is a scorer where maybe in high school or college, they don't have that potential. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, how many times have you seen in the course of a regular season game where the first quarter, you know, you're watching the game and, uh, you know, Dallas scores 45 and they're up uh, 45 to 28 against uh, whoever, you know, Mm -hmm. and then the next thing you know, uh, you're watching it, you know, you fall asleep in the chair and you wake up and it's fourth quarter. And, and, uh, the next thing you know, the other team's beating Dallas, like, wait a minute, they had a 17 or 20 point lead in the first quarter or second quarter. How in the heck they lose in the game? Well, these guys are, these guys are players, you know, the other team goes cold and the other team gets hot, you know? Mm-hmm. And not to mention the yeah. shot clock and, you know, another, you know, college is a little yeah. longer shot clocks. So you can hold the ball than high yeah. school. Some yeah. high schools don't have it. So you can hold the ball basically and run some offense. But yeah, when you get to yeah. the pros, people fail to realize that 11, 12th guy can go to the Y league and get 50. And it's, it just amazes me how some <laughs> people, you know, some guys are like, yeah, that 12th, you know, Steve Kerr was just a shooter in the league. I could beat him. It's like no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. They're in the they're in the league for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you're right on with that. Right on it. No lead is safe. 
Now, Kyrie, this, these were some bizarre comments, and it, it can be. I'm a coach, so it, it can be frustrating. Yeah. But for him to say that, especially after hiring Steve Nash, you know, and then saying the stuff about you know this is the first time he's been on a team where he thought he could be the second option when it comes to shooting the last second shot, even though he was on a LeBron team for you know four or five years. Yeah. Where the credibility of what Kyrie is saying, what was your thoughts on that? That basically him and Kevin could be the 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 coach, and just Steve Kerr is just kind of or not Steve, Steve Nash is just standing there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I hope they get that taken care of right away. Um, uh, yeah. You know, I I think I think what it is is, and you know, this is based on experience that I have. When you get a player like LeBron or, you know, Kyrie's a great player and, you know, he works hard and, and wants to be a leader for you. You bring him into the office and you say, you know what, we're going to, you're going to be our leader. And it, this is going to be a partnership between you and I. Now, there's certain situations where I have to take over as a coach and then there's going to be certain situations where you have to take over as a player, you know, where maybe high school, it's more of a, you know, a 75, 25 dictatorship type thing. It's got to be almost like a 50, 50 thing with, with some of these players. And I think you got to, you got to have that understanding with these guys. And um, for Kyrie's comments like that, I think that's what it's Nash has got to, combat that with i mean otherwise he's gonna have major problems with Kyrie. yeah i I don't i don't see that ending well and i and i think the lakers if they do get the championship it's gonna be a lot stiffer competition if durant and Kyrie can play well together you got them in the mix don't forget about golden state they took basically a year off yeah they'll be back (laughs) Yeah, and they got the number two pick in the draft. Yeah, the Clippers, even though they fell apart, they'll be getting a new coach. Uh, Your thoughts on uh, Doc Rivers, as Frank likes to say, he gone. Well, he's back in the Sixers. He gone gone to the Sixers. You know, I I think, you know, anytime you you get a player of Kyrie and you're expected to, uh, or excuse me, Kawhi, you're expected to get to the finals of the Western Conference. You realize the Lakers are good. You're up 3-1, and, you know, you lose, and uh, you got an owner like Ballmer who's pretty hands-on. He's he's different, you know. Um, Doc's been there, you know, what, seven, eight years maybe? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's making a lot of money. Yeah, he's making a lot of money. You know, he had the Blake Griffin years where Blake got hurt every time he went to playoffs. So, um, you know, I, I think he ran its course. And, uh, you know, I, you know, they're saying now Tyrone Lou, I think, I think Doc Rivers is really good coach with personnel and dealing with players and that. I'm not so sure. I've never really been totally impressed with his X and O's. Now, some of that has to do with assistant coaches, you know, because he'll have an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. That's what a lot of teams are doing, like pro football. So, you know, he's got, uh, you know, uh, maybe get, there's some adjustments in the coaching staff. Uh, 
you know, would have helped. I know they did make some changes in the off season. Um, so, but in, and it didn't turn out and that's what happens in pro sports. And, you know, you're making $10 million a year. There's accountability. Yeah. Uh, majorly. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking at a couple of tweets from ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. We'll kind of stay on the coaching carousel. Name that's popped up with uh, the Houston Rockets since uh, Mike Antoni is not there anymore. Minnesota associate head coach David Vanterpool is interviewing. This is what Woj tweeted yesterday. So sounds like he's an option there. And we, when you and I talked yesterday, John, I mentioned that Houston and New Orleans were playing to interview Ty Lue, who I guess uh, found a place as an assistant with the Clippers. So I guess um, who, who knows what's going to happen there. Or if you just want to tell everyone where you think Ty Lue could end up, does he get promoted to the head guy in L.A. or does he end up in Houston or New Orleans? You know, it, it, the way it's looking, it looks like Lou might stay with the Clippers. Um, I think if he doesn't go there, um, you know, that Houston, boy, you, you haven't heard a lot of names. That Houston's a delicate situation with Restbrook and Harden. That, to me, would be a very difficult place to coach. Now, they're going to give me, you know, $5 million a year. I can do anything. But, um, you know, I had almost... I, the job that intrigues me, the New Orleans with, you know, Zion and uh, trying to develop that, that that would intrigue me more than Houston just because those guys from Houston are on the tail ends of their career. Uh, I, I, I would be intrigued by the New Orleans. Now, I think if Lou doesn't stay with the Clippers, um, you know, I think one of those two other jobs are his to lose. Um uh, Mike, uh, and of course, you notice Frank said Antonio. He didn't say D Antonio because you know. Well, you know, coach we, no D. Yeah. He doesn't coach yeah, D. Yeah. So we refer to him as Mike I, I Antonio. Frank, yeah, I told I told Frank call him Antonio. No, but he said Antonio. So, um, but uh, oh, there's some O in his name because he coaches offense. But you know, yeah, no yeah, D. there you go. Yeah, they. Uh, so I would think that. Um, Boy, I, you know, he's, his name is surfacing down in New Orleans. Um, you know, they thought maybe the Sixers would grab him. So, you know, who knows? You know, there's a lot of – there's a couple of these assistant coaches that have proven to be very, very good. You know, but one you... named West Wes Unsell Jr., mm-hmm. oh. uh, Denver's top assistant. His oh. name's been floating around too. Do you think though it's not fair that they're kind of recycling the coaches? I mean, it's like it's like Doc, you got your chance in L.A. and then he just falls into the Sixers. Same thing with Antoni. Like you know, oh, you done with the Rockets? You know, you're, you're talking about the young ones like Wes Unseld Jr. How come in the NBA it's like that? Where once a guy gets a head coaching job, he could be terrible, and next thing you know, he's on two or three more trips somewhere else. Well, it's you know, in in business, you you always take the the proven worth you know if you if you got a you know you got a whole franchise uh, depending on how your coach goes and you got a proven guy versus a guy that you know there's some uncertainties and you don't know unless you really really know him and how he acts his assistant and 
feel he's capable like an inside like Ty Lu, you know, but he's been a head coach, so that right. doesn't really but you're gonna take the proven guy. So, you know, and, and the name the proven loser? I mean, or a guy to uh, only get you to well, the second well, round. I, what yeah, well I'm what I'm I'm talking about Doc Rivers. Oh, okay, okay. That's um, okay. Now now you you're exactly right. There's a lot of guys that get jobs just because they were head coaches. But there's always an asterisk around those guys. If you look and go back, those guys that have got jobs that had losing records, there's always an asterisk because of the situation. People realize, like, you know, this guy took over, and they were a terrible team, and he took them from 20 games to 30 games, and then he won 35, and then he got fired, you know? So it shows in some of those you got asterisks around them. And they're proven coaches, and maybe a player or two will vouch for them or an agent or whatever. So, you know, there it's always – that in the NBA probably more than any other <laughs> league, there's, there's special circumstances because a lot of these guys, you know, some of these guys, you know, coach 10 years and have a losing record, and you think, how in the heck does he – stay coaching and maybe his first couple of years he was in rebuilding and then he went 500 for four or five years, you know? So, um, that proven thing with a lot of owners is gold. I think a couple other names that have popped up on the coaching carousel. This is going to be for the Pacers, I guess, former, uh, the Grizzlies and Kings head coach, uh, Dave Yorger has popped up as well as Pelican assistant, Chris Finch, and apparently, Woj also said Chauncey Billups is going to get a sit-down interview as well. Well, so we'll see what, ha- see what happens yeah, Dave there. Dave Yor- Yorger actually did a pretty decent job in Sacramento when I would, he was out there. I would agree, um, considering that ownership is a clown show out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he kind of, you know, he came from Memphis, and he was fairly successful there. So, you know, he, he's got a good, uh, uh, you know, resume going, um, and he's a proven coach. Chauncey Billups, you know, he's, uh, his name's been mentioned for general managers. Uh, his name's been mentioned for, you know, coaches. So he's like Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. I swear every year they, they have their agent throw their name in the hat so they get more money from ESPN. They have, they, I mean, it seems like it's been going on the last five to ten years with Van Gundy. And, you know, they're talking Van Gundy back to Houston, you know. So, so you know, it's uh, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. You'd like to see like a West Unsell Jr. or some of these other young assistants who have paid their dues to maybe get a shot. But, yeah, like Adrian Griffin. Yeah. The reality is, is, you know, the proven ones – that's it's it's gold to these owners, you know, name recognition. And, you know, it's kind of like Frank, you know, and he gets into southeastern Michigan. You know, everybody knows him. He's on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a, he's got a presence. Yeah. What's your thoughts on the rest of the series? Heat and Lakers. Well, I, I, I just <laughs> with these guys out, I think it's just a matter of time. I, you know, I just can't see the heat you know, uh, winning a game, but, you know, you'd like to see them win one game to make it look at least competitive. But I just, 
these guys are these Lakers are big. They're experienced. They're good. And uh, I just I don't see them. I don't see them winning a game. But maybe they'll maybe they'll get hot one game and win one. But I just don't see it, Derek and and Frank. Yeah, it's um, Woj also tweeted that uh, there's hope that Adebayo could return for Game Three on Sunday. So I guess we'll see what happens there. But I'm I got a feeling we might be seeing brooms in this series. Yeah, I think you're right, Frank. Um, you know, they uh, the sweep is most likely, but you know, maybe they'll get one game or possibly two. But I just I just don't see it. So are you ready for high school hoops coming up? October 30th for boys starts their first practices. Yeah, talk, yeah, October so, 23rd for girls. Yeah, yeah. So they're that's the starting date. They're going to go on as usual. Is that the plan? And, yep. Uh, schedule's going to be the same. They're going to they're going to start the games right on time. Yes. Regular schedule. As far right as right now, as far as we know, as long as there's no COVID, you know, situations. Yeah, and and have they said like they're gonna have like a couple people? Uh, the players can have a couple people now. Now, do you notice now Friday night, Frank, uh, Michigan? Right, they allowed up to a thousand people at the games. That's good. That's actually gonna start net uh, this coming Friday. Okay. Next yeah, Friday. it's a thir- it's thirty percent capacity, but with a maximum of one thousand for outdoor. Now that's in Michigan. I don't know, Derek. Do you know what's going on in Ohio? You can do fifteen percent of indoor. You basically fifteen percent of the total ca- capacity of a of, of a of a gym. Oh wow! Yeah, so they wow. haven't changed the rules of that too much. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's good for the kids. You know, these kids work very hard and. Especially the kids that are seniors. That's probably you know eighty percent of them, ninety percent of them, their last time to mm-hmm. play organized sports. Something they'll cherish for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really a shame, you know, you know what happened last year at tournament time and spring sports. And you know, you got to feel for some of these young athletes. Yeah, you you totally do. Any last thoughts, John? No, uh, I just can't wait to get to the Rolex store. Now I can add those diamonds. Uh, Frank, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, up in the ante with me. And Derek, it's always good to be on with you guys. And and you guys do a great job, of, like I said, covering the southeastern Michigan, northwest Ohio. And I know the university enjoys you guys having there, too. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a season ticket holder at UT. I, I have been since I came back from the West Coast, and uh, I was prior to that too. Even though I coached, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to Rocket basketball. I know we'll know. I was told in the middle of October, a couple weeks, whether they're going to determine, you know, attendance-wise, who's going to be at games, if it's going to even happen at all. So, mm, but uh, that'd be kind of crazy. No. Hey, football that. team has got coming up here. Rocket football team's coming up in November, so hopefully we can we can win five games in a row and we can maybe go to Ford Field, you know, or something. Maybe they'll have some people going mm-hmm. to the games there. Lions let so many people in there. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm glad they're getting the play, and as long as it's a safe situation, um, you know, um, and, and, and uh, you know, Rockets can be successful this year and, and uh, you know, we, we get over this thing, but 
it's a serious threat and something we got to take serious. Mm, totally true. Last thoughts, uh, Frank? Um, I'm Well, like we said, I'm, with fans kind of being able to come to games a little bit more at the high school level, that's something I'm really looking forward to next week especially those who haven't been able to. And hopefully, you know, hopefully since it, it, there is still some limits on it, I hope they'll still allow, like, live streams to continue on just so just so in case people are far away and can't watch, they can still tune in. Because I, I, really, I really like that they're doing that for, like, a lot of the high school little football games. I know names. I know, I know there's, there are some that are doing it for free. There are others that are basically charging, like, three bucks to tune in and – I've heard a lot of mixed reaction to that, but you know, sometimes you just gotta do something to make everything work. Oh, all right, John. Uh, thanks so much for calling in, my man. Hey, Derek. You guys have a good rest of the weekend, and and uh, Frank, uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Getting the diamonds and the Rolex. Take care, and, okay. and uh, yeah, I'll be going down. Uh, I, I'll have to look in, in the uh, white pages where I can find that, that watch, Frank. I really appreciate that, buddy. I'm glad I'm glad you have those contacts for me. Okay, guys, take care yep. and keep up the good work. Thanks. Okay. That was John Vanavike here on 88.3 WGTs. After further review, um, Frank, uh, you got your power play up. There's a new yep. champ. Yep, I've got that up. Plus, uh, I've got some moves that were made, a couple of them by one Steve Eiserman, and I'll give my reaction to that. Also, uh, oh, the draft coming up this week as well. You know, what's what's messed up is that NBA goes out with a whimper, but the NHL didn't. Yeah. So we'll get into that and more after this. All right. We'll be back after on 88.3 WGDs after further review.